I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is Visa's primetime action live from the South Point Monday night. Glad you could join us right here on MSG Plus. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, and crew off a week four Sunday. We do have football tonight, of course, between the Chargers and the Raiders. That's a little more than an hour away. We'll talk about that game every which way, including props, not to mention thoughts on the side and total. But teasers, all of them, getting home yesterday. Thank you for missing the field goal, Nick Folk, last night. It was, uh, it was, it was good. It was good. It was a good. Uh, it was good. Only one, one that I had in didn't get home that I didn't buy off. Of. I bought off of that um, Titans one with playing the Jets plus seven because I didn't like you know when the wide receiver news came out. So the only one that didn't get there was the Saints, and that was just uh, man. That is that was just a weird, weird game. Saints up big. Can't hold the lead, just uh, allowing them to to get run down or whatever. But that was one of the you know we always say not all bets are created equal. The one that really 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 had to get home was the Patriots. I mean was the uh, was the Bucks holding on last night Ooh, against the Patriots. That was everything to get that second leg home with the uh, paired up with the Chiefs and that did get there. So yes, weak weak uh, weak crisis averted and uh, another another good <laughs> one another good one here. Uh, usually we start the show with baseball, but as you know, the regular season ended in baseball yesterday, and so we will wait to talk baseball. We'll talk some baseball tonight, but uh, just to let you know, we could have had a four-way tie today. We could have had baseball. We could have had a three-way tie today and have had baseball. Instead, uh, it didn't work out that way. The Red Sox and Yankees both win yesterday, the Yankees in dramatic fashion on a ninth-inning Aaron Judge single, and so tomorrow... 
the American League wildcard game takes place. We'll be on the air for that. Garrett Cole against Nathan Eovaldi with Garrett Cole and the Yankees at Fenway, a slight favorite in that ball game, about minus 125 consensus. That is tomorrow night, 8.08 Eastern from Fenway. And then the following night, because the Giants end up winning the NL West with a easy win over the Padres yesterday, where the Padres essentially felt like they were punting on that game. Uh, it'll be the Cardinals at the Dodgers. And that will be Adam Wainwright against Max Scherzer with the Dodgers, an outlandish minus 220 favorite in the Cardinals, plus 180 coming back. No Max Muncy in that game for the Dodgers. Really gruesome arm injury. He suffered in a collision at first base yesterday. He was playing first base at the time. And they may not have him. The Dodgers, that is, may not have him if they advance to the division round either. We'll see uh, about that moving forward. But those are the baseball. Those are the two baseball games that will take place again tomorrow night, Wednesday night, before the division series on Thursday and Friday commence. Do you have any plays in those games? I do not. I'm going to wait until we till we get a get through the little one game elimination thing, and then we'll okay. we'll go from there. Yeah, I made a bet on the on the Cardinals at a principal at plus. Uh, actually, got it a little better than plus one eighty. Uh, and then I also have. I think I'm going to make a bet. I haven't. It's not in the account yet, but. I'm sorry, Yankees fans. I think I might be on the, the Red Sox and plus money tomorrow. I just don't trust Garrett Cole at this point against Nathan Eovaldi and the Sox, but we shall see. That's tomorrow. Football, and we'll talk football all night, uh, everything about yesterday. But in terms of news today, Matt Nagy still saying this after the Bears win over the Lions. And when I say win, I mean being able to prevent the Lions from scoring any points in three goal-to-go situations for the Lions yesterday, the Bears win at 24-14. to They cover as three-point favorites. Detroit teasers didn't even get there when the Lions had the curse of gaining all the yards to go except for one yard late in that game. So they didn't kick a field goal. They went for it. That didn't work out. So it was actually a fourth-and-goal situation that yielded zero points. Matt Nagy's still saying when Andy's healthy, meaning Andy Dalton, he's our starter. Justin's the number two. Nick's the number three. What say you? I mean, at this point, what what are you you know yeah. what are you doing? This, this team's going nowhere again. It was a win, but it was a win because the Lions just did not want to even. They Lions. Yes, I mean that was absolutely pathetic. I mean, every it was like if you were drawing up a comedic way to lose a game, then brutal, that was exactly man. how it played out, kind of right there. And so yeah, you 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 look at this and. The fact that you're saying it's going to be still Andy Dalton. I mean, at what point, why? This The team is just not good. You're not going to win very many games as it is anyway. So you might as well give Justin Fields reps at this point. Now, we were all for at the beginning of the year saying, yeah, probably shouldn't place two of the three best defenses in the NFL in the first three weeks of the season. I can get it. Sit him to week four. Well, you know, he's playing anyway. You're past that part in the schedule. You won. I mean, I understand it was – not a great win, but no. a win's a win, a win. You yeah. know, it is what it is. So, yeah, I mean, what are you doing at this point? Just play him. What, what, what do you make of that? that? That Justin Fields in Matt Nagy's eyes is just not ready, and so he won't play him. Or does he have this? Or does he have this weird thing of like he honestly thinks he's protecting him or something? Like, I, I mean, I, I wonder if he honestly thinks he's protecting him and protecting his confidence and all the stuff like that. But that's sort of a that's sort of part and parcel with what I'm saying though, too, right? The both things are probably true. They're both related, but what, I mean, it, again, I, I just, nothing's going to change. I mean, at some point he's going to have to go to him over the course of the season. Anyway, the offensive line is not going to all like miraculously get 
any better. You still have Allen Robinson on the team, who, by the way, has basically been a no-show the entire season long. He hasn't done anything for that team. I mean, it, you've, nothing is going to fundamentally change between this week or when Andy Dalton comes back in two weeks or wh- you know whatever the timeline might be. I, I, this one, I just don't get anymore. I got it yeah. for the first few weeks. Me too. I don't get it now. Trey Lance, we will see uh, starting this coming week for the San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo with a calf injury that forced his removal at halftime yesterday for the Niners. So we will get an extended look at Trey Lance for the Niners next week. Niners, two and a half point favorites against the Seahawks. Excuse me, pardon me. Two and the, the Niners rather playing this coming week. They played the Seahawks yesterday, lost outright as a two and a half point favorite. That game really turned, not necessarily on the Garoppolo injury, but uh, when the Seahawks, Seahawks didn't have a first down for the first 25 minutes of that game. That's like a modern, that, that's the longest the team has gone this year without getting a first down. They also had minus seven total yards for that same length of period in this game. And yet the Niners couldn't really capitalize, only led that game seven to seven. And once the Seahawks took the 14 to seven lead, the ensuing kickoff was really the uh, key play of that game. Uh, Trenton Cannon botching the, the ensuing kickoff and then Russell Wilson put on his Superman cape and made it 21 to seven on a spectacular play. Seahawks end up beating the Niners yesterday, 28 to 21. So that happened with the Niners. And so Trey Lance, we will get an extended look at, even if Matt Nagy in Chicago was saying we won't necessarily get a look at Justin Fields. Uh, the Bengals today, Joe Mixon was uh, ruled week to week with a low-grade ankle sprain. Not good news in Cincinnati. They're coming off uh, extra rest this coming week after having beaten Jacksonville on Thursday, if you recall, 24-21. to Brian Flores, uh, the Dolphins with maybe the most disappointing performance of the week yesterday. He says that Will Fuller will be out Sunday with the Bucks uh, versus the Bucks with a broken finger. Tua, speaking of quarterbacks, he's going to be out one more week, not to mention Byron Jones being day-to-day. The, this that this game, this Colts-Dolphins game. That was the worst thing of the weekend, wasn't it? One of the it? worst games. That terrible uh, game. Top yeah. to bottom, one of the worst games. Ooh. There is nothing to pull from that if you are a Colts fan. Like, that was a complete gift against a team that was absolutely standing out there wondering the, for the entire 60 minutes as to how, what, what, what can we do? How do we play football? What was going on there? That was a horrid performance from the Dolphins. I didn't even get what they were trying to do. Like I was watching, like, what are you trying to do here? I can't, they were, there was never any offensive game, but we're not going to. We're not, we're not going to try to attack them this way, this way, this way, this nothing. It was just, it seemed like there was no game plan worth anything. And listen, this is something we should talk about where we were, you know, really last year for the most part praising, you know, Brian Flores yeah. and, and his coaching abilities and all that. And like he, I don't know if there's a precipitous drop off between Tua and, and what you get out of Brissett, even if there is at least a little bit of a drop off. This team has been completely, completely outgunned for. Pretty much this entire season, and so I don't, I don't know what's going on there with this team. There's still talent, right? I mean, like we were saying when this happened, if you had to turn to a backup, yeah, percent. outside of like yeah. Trubisky, maybe in one. Buffalo, like we this is him. one of the better situations, right? And he has not done it. They've not shown anything at all. So, did you catch what he said today? Florida said today. So this is, I don't, I thought this is what you were building to. He said today that there's, they're confident with the game plans the coaching staff has put in place. And they see no reason to change it. It's the execution on the field that's a problem. Uh, so they're like not even admitting there's a problem really with what's going on. It's just the players' fault. Is uh, essentially yes. essentially what he said today. 
And I'm like, that, that's hmm. the, uh, that's where I thought you were going with that for a second. Cause that's where you're really, after we, t- we talked so much about this guy last year and how, go- how much good he did that today really stood out. I was like, really? Like, you're not going to take any blame for this. I used to, I used to say this about some iterations of Washington in, in years past, but I'll say it about Miami that their bigger crime than not being very good at football is they're also dull to watch mm-hmm. in every way. Yeah. So it's just a terrible watch. They're not very good. Even the game they won was sort of smoke and mirror. One and three of the Dolphins, and now they get to go to Tampa Bay, where Tampa Bay's a ten and a half point favorite coming off what was how can you know a very fortunate win perhaps last night over the Patriots definitely could have been a loss. Uh, it was only a win after Nick Folk missed a fifty six yarder, a fifty six yarder that doinked off the upright in the closing seconds of that game, and the Buccaneers ended up winning it by two. Uh, we mentioned the Lions, their standout pass rusher, Romeo Quara, by the way, did tear an Achilles. He's out for the season. Should have mentioned that as well. And then Washington. Washington gets the 2-2 two and two with a late win uh, over Atlanta. Good come from behind. They score the last 12, min- uh, 12 points of that game. Did Washington. Taylor Heineke, you cannot stop him. You can only hope to contain him. But they did uh, lose Logan Thomas, at least on a week-to-week basis with a hamstring injury. And they lost their starting linebacker, John Bostic, appears to be for the season. But Washington gets it done yesterday to even their record up at two and two, 34 to 30 win. Yeah. The Washington football team was one of the t- games that we were on there. Of course, Falcons Caesar leg hit as well. The, it, I think that we're looking at a couple of teams that are going to play these type of games. I think moving forward, I think the biggest indictment here of, of this was one of the things that we were talking about heading into this game was I, just, I don't think this Washington defense is very good at all. Top to bottom. They all. haven't, they haven't been good. That's yeah. for sure. You would think they could only get better, but now injuries taking place. So, who knows about that? Uh, they do get the Saints this week, so that's also a winnable game. We shall see. We'll talk all about uh, the other games yesterday. Prop Watch, Chargers, Raiders next on VEASAN's Primetime Action. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. 
With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Special primetime action investigation reveals that the NHL season is almost here and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. We're looking forward to it. It's the VEASAN Hockey Betting Guide, now available with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get uh, in-depth analysis, rather, from our hockey experts, including the great Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, as well as season-long trends to watch. The guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get your digital copy now for only $9.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Typically on this show, we wait till the uh, we wait till the postseason. We wait for uh, goalies being pulled situations and then in-game total these things to great success. Great success. Hey, hockey live betting can be fun. Sometimes. Oh, it's very fun. And, and you'll be on the show on Wednesday night. Sweet. He'll be able to preview the guide a bit for us. Excellent. Looking forward to that. No, Billy, he do you know who won the Stanley Cup last year? The Lightning, I've been told. Yes. You know who won it the year before? Apparently also the Lightning. Tampa Bay Lightning. Do you know who won it three years ago? I do not. <laughs> I do not. I do. St. Louis Blues. And do you know who won it the year before that? The Washington Capitals, baby. There you go. 44 years in the making. I'm sorry, I got a little Gil was misty there. right there. On that team. Got a little misty for a second. Sorry, got to re- regather it. myself. Okay, um, we'll get to prop watch here momentarily. I just want to ask you one last question about yesterday. The game last night, which of course was the most viewed, most bet, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady's return. Tom, coming back to uh, New England, and uh, Tampa Bay gets it done by two points. That final drive, uh, Tampa Bay overcomes a very shaky P.I. call. The officials do not call an obvious delay of game on New England, and it ends up being a fourth down situation and a Nick Folk 56-yarder in sheets of rain. Were you surprised that Bill Belichick decided to kick that field goal? Uh, after I saw the kick, no. 
because I mean, he had the leg. It was way. It was it was plenty long. But especially if you're watching the broadcast, Chris Collinsworth kept saying and maybe said it 20 times. Nick Folk has an issue with his plant foot. Has an issue with his plant foot. So he's like throwing all the elements. I was like, they're really trying this. Yeah. And he almost made it. Oh yeah. I mean, it was good from like 63. It just was, you know, doing. Yeah. But I mean, it, it hit like several feet up the pole. You know, I mean, like it was. It had the leg for what, sure. What is your macro statement about that game? That it's like sort of an aberration thing. That it was the weather. First of all, none of us. I don't know if you at all thought about the weather. I didn't mention the weather leading up to that game once last week. No. Never knew that was supposed to be a thing. And usually rain itself without wind is not really a thing, but it definitely seemed to hamper Brady. Last yeah, night. it was, it was, it was coming. It was coming on down, oh, especially yeah. Yeah, and it's a lot of rain. And then yeah. he, and then he mentioned like nine times in the post game interview, the weather. <laughs> like, like he mentioned it like, literally like nine times, like, nine uh, you times. know, coming up here, the weather was tough. The weather was, the weather was like, our guys coming up here, weather was, so, I mean, like it, it definitely, he definitely let it be known that the weather bothered him in that game. I, my, my other big thing here is the Bucks secondary is so beat up. And now that Carlton Davis had to leave that game as well. They started throwing at Richard Sherman, like every oh, single Richard, time. Richard Sherman got toasted. Yeah, like they started throwing at him every single time. He anytime he had one on one coverage, the ball was going at Richard Sherman every single time. Yep. He his best days long behind him. Yeah. And I think that this Buck secondary, if they don't get if they don't get healthier or figure out a way to go make a signing or even change the way that you know kind of the defensive scheme is or something like that, like it's gonna give them severe problems. Should, like, Car- should Carlton Davis be playing special teams, by the way? Has anybody questioned Bruce Arians about that? I know. The, that that was the first thing we thought of. We're like, why is he why is he out yeah. there? And he gets hurt. I mean, I you know, my personal power rankings, I I moved them down to fourth. Like one, two, and three are Chiefs, Bills, Rams. Okay. Where are the Cowboys now? Cowboys are up to like, I think seven or eight, something like that. Yeah, we gotta talk about that yeah. too. Let's do some prop watch. Chargers, Raiders. It's called a prop watch. Very nice. Fancy little intro. All right. Player passing props tonight. Derek Carr could be the MVP through three weeks of the season. If we were voting on such a thing. Justin Herbert, who you and I have MVP tickets on. Uh, 286 and a half. The yardage for Derek Carr tonight. Justin Herbert, 306 and a half. Touchdowns, one and a half for Carr. Two and a half for Herbert. And the picks always at a half. Anything here. Well, I think the interesting development here is since the injury report just came out about 20 minutes ago was that Josh Jacobs is a surprise active tonight hmm. in this game. And this uh, this 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 Chargers team gives up uh, like 5.6 yards a carry or something like that on the short season and gives up a ton of yardage on the ground. So it basically comes back to does John Gruden go back to – what he really wants to do, which is pound the rock a ton, especially against a defense that that is is a way that is susceptible to. Them. That being said, Chris Harris is out tonight for this Chargers team, so one of their starting uh, corners is going to be out. Should be should be able to move the ball here. That said, I think it's an under or pass for me on Carr strictly because with the Jacobs thing. Assumption of rational coaching, you would just do what's been working for you so far, which Derek you Carr, would. Derek Carr dropping back, throwing the ball a million times, throwing to, you know, really he's gotten every receiver involved. That's the other thing too, is he's been making great decisions. He hasn't really, outside of the the one ridiculous game where he was targeting Darren Waller every single time he ran a route. I mean, like he's gotten rugs involved. He's gotten Renfro involved. He's, you know, he's been pretty good about distributing the ball all over the place. You'd think 
you would just continue to do that. But it's sort of a fantasy nightmare, isn't it, for yeah. people who have Raiders because it's oh, yeah. all it's so evenly distributed. Yeah. No one shines. The Brian Edwards guy is getting receptions now as well. Like he's <laughs> he's he's also playing a, a factor in the offense. But but this whole Jacobs thing now is like throws a little bit of there's a little bit of a kink into all this, so I'm not I'm not interested, I don't think. How about uh receiving props? This is for receiving yards. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both at the top here, both with the Chargers, eighty two and a half and seventy five and a half respectively. The over slightly juiced. By the way, the reason that I am on the Chargers pre flop minus three is because I think the Raiders will not be able to cover Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. And that is reflected here in the numbers of the receiving props. Darren Waller, no surprise, 70 and a half is what we're showing here. Hunter Renfro, who is uh, taking time off from his work with the uh, Boston Red Sox to participate in this as well. Henry Ruggs, and then on down the line. Is there a Darren Waller play, sir? Yeah, I have a, I have a Darren Waller. Um, I have a Darren Waller bet in the account. This actually ticked up a yard at DraftKings, so it's up to 71 and a half. That's the number I have it at as well. Just flashed 72 and a half. So uh, people are hitting the over on Darren Waller. CLV, bro. Yeah, um, <laughs> 72 and a half on that. I wanted to play the receptions on Darren Waller tonight. Full disclosure. It was five and a half, and everybody wanted to play it as well, Gil. Yeah. And it juice it, it the juice just got so completely out of control, so it's not my favorite bet the yardage here, but it was at least uh, something I did feel a little bit comfortable because mainly because I don't have a huge so my reception I had him at like seven point three so there's a pretty big edge there from five and a half to seven point three the yardage I only have a very slight edge here but I ended up playing it anyway to to get in on what I again rational assumption of rational coaching is that you go to what's working with the team that's played. Far better than everybody thought so far. Yes. And, but again, it's John Gruden. Who knows? All right, Matt, so qu- question for you. We talked a little bit about this last week. So now DraftKings was at five and a half on Darren Wall over and juiced to minus 170 earlier. They have switched that now to six and a half over now plus 115. Is that something you have? I would play that. You have more interest in playing a number Well, like at that. plus money. So at plus money, when I have, so yeah, it's seven, because I have it at 7.3, and now I'm getting plus money on that, right? And so on the six and a half. So I still think there's a perceived edge, a small edge there, but getting plus money really changes. There was a book here in town that has six and a half, and it was still minus 135. So like, that's. I have a five and a half, which is minus 205. (laughs) And and that's like, Matt and I were talking about this pre-show. Like to me, like that's unbettable almost, because it's like, it's so hard to bet any player prop like that and lay that heavy of juice. Well, and also because we're, you know, again, we don't wish this on but I mean, you're also, there's always the injury factor that's played into this too. And so like you're, you start laying $2 on a, on on something like that. And it's just, you know, you you can't make money. How about this? 68 and a half minus 156. Low enough to play or too high Mm. to play. See, and that's where it's, you're that's where you're talking yardage over receptions, where I think like the receptions, a smaller numbers, you might be able to play, be willing to pay a little bit more juice. But on, on you know longer yard, bigger yardage props like that, I'd almost never want to lay anything more than I don't know minus one thirty. Like yeah. I, I don't know. I, I would typically just play I, like something like that. I would just find yeah. another book with a bigger number yeah. and pay and pay less. Just which is basically kind of what I did. There there was a like a there was a, a seventy and a half, which is only one yard difference. But they wanted you know, they wanted one thirty something or whatever on that. You know, real quick rushing prop Eckler and Herbert here for the Chargers and a rushing and receiving combined prop on Eckler. Did you play either of these? 
Yeah, and there is uh, updated numbers for Jacobs since he's been announced. And he is at Jacobs at forty three and a half. Kenyon Drake at seventeen and a half. Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber doing it last week. What if Peyton Barber got a lot of carries last week? Yep. What if Jacobs is active, but it's like he gets he only gets fifty percent of the carries? Too many what ifs. You know, too much question. I might. I would probably do a speculative over on the seventeen and a half on Peyton Barber, but that's just me. I have a yeah. little bit more gamble in me than some people. Yeah, I think I do. A speculative. I'm just not interested in this case. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got the gamble in me. I'm just not <laughs> interested in this case. We'll come back. Fruit baskets. Who helped us win bets all weekend long? We send them virtual fruit baskets, or perhaps actual fruit, if we're really happy. We'll do that next on Veasan's prime time action, leading up to the Chargers and the Raiders. With Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Back on primetime action live from the South Point. Gil, Matt, Kelly. Uh, clarification on the uh, Jimmy Garoppolo story the contusion in the calf. They're going to test it on Wednesday, though, so he's not completely ruled out for the uh, Niners. Yeah, David Lombardi here is the, the beat reporter for the Athletic. Mm-hmm. Actually, says if Garoppolo is healthy enough to play effectively, I don't expect Shanahan to deviate from the plan. No, which is also where I get back to the whole question on Justin Fields, where I was like, do you think Nagy just doesn't think Justin Fields is ready? I almost get the sense that Shanahan is telling us Trey Lance is not ready, despite Debo Samuel putting on the invisible cloak and somehow getting free behind the defense yesterday for another was... long touchdown. Well, I know. Hey, he's a receiver behind you. <laughs> the, the guy who already has like 100 right. and something yards in the game. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe... Maybe cover him. So just one clarification on that. The other thing is I, I do think I want to say something about the, the conversation because we did talk about it last week. We brought it up about the props. And the question about, okay, in the case of let's use the Darren Waller receptions as a sort of case study where it's five and a half, it was as high as minus 205. Mm. And then Kelly was mentioning the six and a half, which is actually in plus money. I think the, the North Star for people who are new to betters, the North Star for you ought to be your projection, which was mm. 7.3. So for you at 7.3, the plus money is the better play. If your projection was six point six, you'd probably just stay away. Yeah, you'd pass. So, like, so for so, so the plus one fifteen, for example, like if you're getting plus one fifteen, the implied probability of that is forty six and a half percent. So, like, you know, you need this to happen about a coin flip at the time, right? In in order for this to be a profitable play for you. Well, my projection has it above the six and a half anyway, right? And so I'm thinking that this happens more times than not as it is anyway. And now I'm getting plus money on all that. So then that, that's how you go about it. But like with the, once we get to, you know, like, you'll say, so minus 225 on a prop, like you need it to happen 69% of the, like you need it to happen like 70% of the time right? for, for the, that. That's what those numbers mean. What those numbers yeah. mean is it essentially is your, is your, uh, your break even price. And so the higher those numbers, every, for every amount that mm-hmm. goes up, again, this is for newer betters, your break even price becomes incrementally higher. So that's what you have to calculate. And you are humble enough in your numbers Mm -hmm. to realize that at minus 205, which again, as as you pointed out, is 67.2%. I'm not doing that by heart, by the way. I'm looking to see what that number is, just so you know. Um, You have enough humility in your numbers to say, yeah, you know what? I don't know that it's happening two out of three times. I'm going to back off. Just not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, Just not worth it. Some people so, do not have humility in their numbers, no. by the way, and we'll just play them. No Should matter be pointed what. out also. Yes. 
have humility in your numbers. This is what we're saying. <laughs> uh, we didn't really talk too much about this game. We'll talk about it uh, as we get closer to kickoff. But I am on minus three here on the uh, on the Chargers. You're waiting for a three and a half. So three and a half, a three and a half popped at DraftKings. So it's a three and a half right now um, at, at DraftKings. It's the only book out there. So actually, that's not true. Rivers just went to three and a half as well. So there are three and a halves out there if you do want to play uh, the Raiders in this one. The total fifty one and a half. So it has ticked off of that fifty two where it sat the majority of the day. Um, starting to see some pretty good action on this, though. Some uh, some Chargers money coming in, at least here in Vegas. Uh, one, two, three, four different books are now at three one twenty. So this thing could be going to, uh, to three and a half. Yeah, We're teetering. Well, that's interesting. I, I didn't think we'd see a three and a half here in Vegas, but we might. Well, it was that earlier in the week, right? Yeah, that's what it opened yeah. at, and it, and it got bet down slowly. Like I don't yeah. think it hit three till like Friday, Thursday, or Friday. What we're in the the reports we're getting from SoFi is what exactly on the percentage yeah, of fans? Suppose like three quarters are going to be are going to be Raiders fans. If if that matters to you, yeah. three quarters of the fans look like they're Raiders. Doesn't surprise fans. me no. at all. And, and I but I also don't know that it matters to me that much. It doesn't matter to me at all. But some people may find that interesting. Of course, if you're the chart, some people in San Diego watching this right now or listening to this are like, you you darn right, it's three <laughs> yeah. to one. Absolutely right. Um, NF, excuse me, AFC West, since we do have two AFC West teams tonight, let's take a look at the odds in, in several markets. We tend to do this uh, on a nightly basis with certain divisions, but since we have an AFC West game tonight, and by the way, the Chargers, pardon me, the Raiders, trying to become the only 4-0 team in the AFC. Currently, the Cardinals, the only 4-0 team in the NFC. If the Raiders lose, the Cardinals are the winners of that prop who will be undefeated the longest. That's on the line as well, for those of you who bet that. But look at these numbers. Look at this, because remember how we were always remarking how, wait a minute, the Broncos are shorter than the Chargers. How did that happen? And the Raiders are way back. Well, now the Chiefs are minus 110 to win this division with a really poor defense. we got to talk about that. Chargers before tonight's game, 3-1. to one. Broncos, who now fall to 3-1 yesterday with their loss to the Ravens. That must be discussed as well, plus 450. And the Raiders are 5-1. to one. This is all before tonight's game. Win totals 11.5 for the Chiefs, 10.5 for both the Chargers and Broncos, 9.5 for the Raiders, and you see the yes-no playoff prices. Before we get about three tweets about this tonight, the 10.5, I didn't put the juice on there. It is heavily juiced to the under now. It's like minus 170. I know that's something that we, we on, seized on, on a which? few weeks ago. On which one? On, on the Broncos' oh, win total. Okay. Broncos' win total. Because it's still 10 and a half. Still 10 and, and a half. And we brought that up three weeks ago at this point. The but weirdest it, adjustment ever. Yeah, it, uh, it, very odd. But it, it is still 10 and a half, but it is juiced to like minus 170 on the under. So it is pretty pretty heavily juiced. Yeah, and I mean, and they could be without Teddy Bridgewater this week. Yeah, who got it, concussion and had to leave at halftime. It could be the Drew Locke show. and That could be a disaster. They didn't. They didn't want to go with Drew Locke start the season. They sure don't want to go to Drew Locke now if they don't have to. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, like I said, I, I have the Chiefs power rated as the still as the as the number one team in the NFL. I I do understand that there's concerns on the defensive side of the ball for them, but the fact of the matter still remains that you have to stop them, and people are just not able to do that, and have not been able to do that yet, and so. I will take a very, very, very good offense in today's NFL over anything. Um, and so when that good offense is also quarterbacked by Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid called up some of the some of the good plays yesterday as well, a couple of underhand touchdown passes yeah. and things like that and and whatnot. I, I just uh I think it's tough and I, I mean I think it bears it bears I mean it's kind of playing out this week too, right? I mean, so if we're if we say the home field advantage 
is worth about 1.75 points these days, right? Like it's not the three that it used to be, and it's about worth about 1.75 points. I think most people would probably say the Bills are the number two team in the end. Would, would you all agree with that? I mean, like. Chrissy Andrews this morning, who runs the South Point Sportsbook behind us, has him number one. We're, so, doing, we're doing power rankings tomorrow or Wednesday because I, I was a little floored. When it, or not floored, but I was surprised at Matt's. So. so that he had Chiefs number one? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, well, I love him, but like that that yeah. defense is plus, unbelievable. Well, it's I mean, I, but I mean, here's the thing, though. It, it what I'm saying is, is it, it plays out in the odds this week, though, right? So if the if the Bills are number if the Bills are the number two team consensus or whatever, if you say they're the number one, if home field advantage is only worth 1.75 points, the Chiefs are two and a half point home favorites right now, which means they're favored on a neutral field, which means that they're the number right. one team over the Bills. So, like the numbers all like play out. You know, as it sits right now. Now the Bills can certainly change that this week. You know, with with everything. But um, you know, again, I, I think most people have the Bills either one or two. And if we go by what the numbers are right now, there's even three out there in favor of the Chiefs. And so on a neutral field, it plays out that the Chiefs are, you know, about one point better than the Bills. So that's kind of why I have to put them there. Like I, I go in and like. Do it as to like what teams are on a, on a neutral field, you know. Yeah, but that's also like we also have to have our our own numbers. You're 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 backing that up off of what the book numbers say, too. So, are you saying that this is that this is mispriced? Are you all over the are you all over the bills? Then I considered it. I haven't bet it yet. That's the only that's the only side I would bet this week. That is the only side. I understand I would what bet. you're saying though. What you're saying is that yeah, there's different ways. First of all, we should say there's different ways to make power rankings. One is based on yes, what the market is generally saying. The other is really like yeah, but I don't have it that way kind of thing. And if you don't have it that way. It probably at some point would trigger a wager the other way, but yes. you're saying it hasn't in this case. Yeah, it hasn't triggered a wager. Yeah. No, no, I, I mean, yes, Matt. They, to me, they they are close enough that that's a game I will most likely not be betting at all. But if I had to bet it, I'd be betting the Bills side. Can we can we do this? Can we squeeze in the Vic Fangio real quick? Oh yeah, yeah. This is absolutely. this is the Broncos. Since the Broncos in the AFC West, let's point this out. So yesterday, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, the Ra- the uh, Ravens game was already intact. There was an interception with three seconds left in the game. And the Ravens, instead of going into victory formation up 23-7, to the eventual final score decided, you know what, we have this streak of uh, 42 straight games where we gained 100-plus yards rushing. Well, they were sitting on 97, and they went for it, and uh, Lamar Jackson gained five yards to keep that streak intact at 43, which ties the all-time record. Here's Vic Fangio's reaction to that. Yeah, I thought it was kind of but I expected it from them. You know, I've 37 years in pro ball, I've never seen anything like that, so... But it was to be expected, and we expected it. What do you think about that? Stop. I've always been like, stop them. If you don't like something in a game, stop the other person. Like, I like if you don't like when the guy flips his bat after he hits home run, don't let him hit a home run. If you, like, don't like, like just, <laughs> just, just stop him. I mean, I, I respect what Vic Fangio is saying because there's this sort of etiquette in the NFL. But in this case, I, I, ex- I get exactly what John Harbaugh was doing, and I think Fangio said, get over it. It seems to me to be like really overblown outrage. Yeah. You, you know, the one, what's funny, the one, I have a problem with it. You know, the one problem I have with it, though, is why is Lamar Jackson still on the field? Well, yeah, he could have gotten hurt. Like, right? what if, if Lamar Jackson gets hurt in a situation like that, you are, oh, man, that is a bonehead decision of a, of a career. That's, that's true. As it is, the Ravens tied the all-time record, 43 straight games with 100-plus rushing yards. Tied with the 70 Steelers of Franco Harris. They go for the outright record next week. Try to make it 44 in a row. We'll come back. Those fruit baskets we promised. Those who helped us win bets this weekend. Next on Beeson's Primetime Action. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline, Over-Under, and Against the Spread Bets. Betting splits, yet another way. Too many to list. And VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Uh, primetime action. Glad you could join us tonight on MSG Plus leading up to the Chargers and the Raiders. One last thing about that Ravens um, and Broncos matter at the end of the game. Not that it has anything to do with sports betting, but Paula Luzzi on Twitter reminds us, because I did see this before the show, mm-hmm. and uh, Jeff Raybeck, I believe I'm pronouncing that okay, uh, all right, uh, pardon me if I'm not, who writes for the Athletic uh, Baltimore side of things, said Harbaugh, after hearing Vic Fangio's comments, that he wasn't aware of a 16-point play, so he questioned what the Broncos were doing throwing the ball into the end zone with 10 seconds left had to do with winning. Fair. Fair. Fair argument. I'm glad he said that, actually. I am, too. Fair argument. That's great. I saw you responded to, to it, but I didn't see that part. That's fantastic. It's very true. Uh, very true. We become so locked into our little etiquette things that we're like, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Fruit Baskets. And it goes a little something like this. Some bets are just more fruitful than others. Let's find out who deserves a fruit basket of their own for helping the primetime action crew win this weekend. Fruit baskets, ladies and gentlemen, are a virtual uh, sort of gift to those that have helped us win wagers this past weekend. Uh, Kelly, this is sort of a joint one. I'll let you do the honors on the first one. Well, it's a family one. It's a family, family. one. You know, we, we kind of had to split the difference of uh, of who we want to give more credit to. Bill Belichick for uh, for calling the play in the spot he did, or Nick Folk for uh, just clanking that off the post. I so, go Belichick myself. Okay. I was surprised by the decision. I really was. I was I was a little surprised. Matt, you didn't seem as surprised. I was a little bit, but like you said, you saw the kick was... I mean, yeah, I mean, he. Wise? I mean, he knew he had the leg to get. Obviously, he knew he had the leg to do it, and I, he did. He proved it. I mean, he doinked it up the pole, whatever. So, I mean, I five years ago, it would have surprised me. Like, all, every one of these kickers can make fifty-six yarders now. It's like it's it's like it's it's a requirement. Tom Brady said the word weather twenty times post game, and Chris Collinsworth said he had a plant foot problem twenty times. That's why I was surprised. Yeah, no, that's true. I and I think it goes back to something. You know, we were talking a little bit about this off. But I'm like, I don't, I don't know if any of us expected the weather to be that bad going we, into it. Did anybody I, say talk about the weather? I, I didn't. Know. I mean, maybe day, like day of I started hearing things, but I didn't hear much of it like 24, 36, 48 hours beforehand. Although I will say like this is another it's another good reasons why te- teasers are so great. Right. Like yeah. you're, not, you're not laying seven. You're laying that one and a half two. Uh, you know, one, one and a half, two, and that gets home in a, in a sloppy game like that where it comes down to a last-second field goal, whereas the spread really never had a chance. Nick Folk, Bill Belichick, enjoy your fruit. You two have a, a joint fruit basket as well. Yeah, I added, I added, you, added you on to this one, though. That, you just wanted Tyreek Hill. I added Patrick Mahomes, too. Kelly yes. was too cheap to buy all the fruit. Yeah, I know. That's he right, wanted, I had to go steal it from the EDL. He's got to go steal it from, <laughs> from down there anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, Tyreek Hill... 11, 11 receptions on 12 targets, 186 yards, and three touchdowns in a 42-30 to 30 win. Over the Philadelphia Eagles, I had the Chiefs at 5.5 on that kind of early line that we were able to get them at. And then I also had them, which what really mattered, in a uh, rather large teaser leg, which ties back into our previous fruit basket that we just gave away, that we, that we just gave away as well. Uh, and really, really, really needed that Chiefs and Bucks teaser to get home to have a, a, another good week this week. And 
Did have to sweat that last one, but did not have to sweat this one one bit. Tyreek Hill is unguardable if you try <laughs> to actually play him and not just keep him underneath. Like He is unguardable if you allow him to do what he does well. I had a buddy texting me yesterday during the end of that game, and he was heavy on the Chiefs, too. Just text me about how good Tyreek is, how good Tyreek is, and like five seconds later, he scores that final touchdown, where it's just like, oh, like Eagles kind of gave up. Like He runs right by everybody. It's so easy. But yeah. Is 11 catches on 12 targets good? That, yeah. That's pretty good. That's 11, pretty good. 11 for 186 and three touchdowns. Yeah. Is that uh, a good fantasy day? That's, the, that's pretty impressive. The, the other the other thing, and again, we'll we'll talk about this a little bit later, but you know, that's the other deal. It's like the, the chief, this Chiefs team can just hit you so many different ways. I mean, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey had 23 yards. Yeah. Isn't that much? He only had 23 yards. But Edwards Lair went it was off. Tyreek Hill, but yeah, but but they figured out how to run the ball with Clyde. I mean, like they can just come at you so many different I ways. I think and it's one of those where, you know, I, I, we were kind of just talking about this Chiefs defense. To me, it makes these performances by Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and company even more impressive when they've got to know by now their defense isn't as good as what it's been in the past. Yeah. And when the pressure is actually on Mahomes to go there out there and score to keep up with the other team, it's more impressive when they do things like this. I think that's going to get lost a little bit in the shuffle as the season goes on. Though, and it's, though he had issues with it the last couple of weeks in pressure time. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see how well he handles it the rest of the year. But yesterday, no problem, and he got it done. I, too, had a, uh, in addition to the two-leg teasers, I put in one massive teaser a week as well. Uh, yesterday, I had one that did close with the Bucks. so the Bucks made all things possible. Let's, let's make that clear. But one of the legs, and it was a four-teamer, was on the Green Bay Packers. And fourth and 10 at the Pittsburgh 13 with 20 seconds left in the second quarter. Green Bay up 14 to 10. The Steelers appeared to block a Mason Crosby field goal attempt with Minka Fitzpatrick taking it to the house to put the Steelers up. Instead, the officials blow the whistle and they say, yeah, I'm sorry. You timed that way too perfectly. Offsides. Mason Crosby then from five yards closer. Chip shot. Green Bay goes into the locker room up 17 to 10. That of all game-changing plays in all the games yesterday in the National Football League, that was the most game-changing of all of them. Just absolutely a gift to the Packers. I think they timed it perfectly. I got a, I had a couple teasers tied into that too, Gil. I was shocked they called that. I was super I, I thought shocked. they timed it perfectly. Yeah. And, and I was shocked like, as well. Even when that happened, I would have live bet the Packers without Yeah, problem. there's no guarantee the Packers wouldn't have won. Yeah. That we need yeah. to say as well. But... Just saying. With, it really like if, if that's as good as a special teams can do. Are we really going to hold them back from like you know that close of a penalty call? Too Steelers could have stolen two games via special teams. Matt, you have a couple fruit baskets. Yeah, another one here for the Browns defense. This was a, another game that I was super super bullish on and super super invested in. And look, this was not a good performance by Baker Mayfield. He actually was the lowest graded quarterback of the week. Even lower than Ben Roethlisberger, who, by the way, second lowest. He is washed. I mean, he is completely, completely washed. But, yes, Baker Mayfield graded even lower. This could have been much worse, so I'm okay with my handicap of the game. I think whenever I you know, kind of explained how this is going to go, I don't think the Browns are ever going to give you a very easy sweat. I think it's going to be a sweat with them a lot of times because they're going to play defense and they're going to kind of run slow and whatever. But Baker missed – Two different game-changing play. I mean, Odell Beckham was running wide open one one oh, of the, the times. One where he threw behind just, him, just myself. completely missed, and yeah. another one where he had him up the seam too, just completely missed him again. It, it would have been it would have been worse than it was, but the defense stepped up 
I mean, this was a this was a Vikings team that had put up a ton of points on a ton of different team on on three different teams so yep. far, and they couldn't do anything against this defense. This defense is going to be a bull against every single team that they play. And if Baker Baker's not going to be the worst graded quarterback of the entire week very often, and so as long as you can get just middle of the road average performances out of him, they're going to get Jarvis Landry back. Odell looks like he's pretty healthy out there, and of course they can run the ball with the best of them. This defense keeps playing like this. It is. Uh, I'm really, really glad on the uh, the handicap I had of this Browns team, and then the Ravens, the other team that we were we were all over this week. Um, not only just from a straight, you know, the, the the plus one, plus one and a half, whatever you got it at, but also getting them up in a teaser leg as well. It was it was a mismatch. Now, Teddy Bridgewater did go out of the game. That being said, they were they were going to win this game regardless. It just it was it was not getting home for the for the Broncos in this one, and so uh, appreciate that as well, making it a after a rancid week two, we have now had a, a, a good week three and a good rancid. week four. So wow. hopefully we can keep uh, keep this rolling here in week five. Excellent use of, of rancid, by the way. <laughs> uh, and ladies and gentlemen, the final fruit basket goes to the San Francisco Giants, who end the season with 107 wins, win the National League West, best record in all of baseball. Their season win total before the season started was a very, very pedestrian 75 and a half. So they exceed their season win total by 31 and a half games. Now they get to go play the division series. They will take on the winner of the Dodgers Cardinals wildcard game, which takes place on Wednesday night. Uh, and they will not play until Friday, the Giants in the division series, if they manage to somehow win the World Series. And my money says that they will. But if they do, it is not only one of the great sports stories of 2021, but I am going to say that it is one of the great sports stories of this century conservatively thus far. Your San Francisco Giants. I bet them at minus 101 to win the NL West two weeks ago. Two weeks ago when they were fending off the Dodgers. And by the time they played yesterday, or really the night before, it was a prohibitive favorite. They get it done. Thank you, Giants. Fruit basket of the highest order to the SF Giants. Thank you very much. Giants magic, never underestimated. We'll come back. Chargers, Raiders, we will do that. We'll talk about more games from yesterday in the National Football League. So much to talk about. I have a Big Ben stat that will wow you as well. And by wow, I mean the opposite of wow. Coming back on Primetime Action. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.